Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society. We are a podcast about board games hosted by four longtime role players turned avid board gamers. My name is Katie. I'm Jessica. I'm Mark. And I'm Greg. On this episode, we are going to bring in spring by building a deck and strive to protect it before our opponents can do their damage. We become skilled observers of the nature all around us, watching for various animals, landscapes, and discoveries. We take on the role of worker bees, aiming to find nectar and build a successful hive for making honey and money. And finally, we turn indoors, becoming houseplant enthusiasts, trying to create a cozy place for them to grow. But before we get started, let's do a quick update on Extra Life. If you've been following along from previous episodes, we are doing a 24-hour marathon to benefit Extra Life and the Children's Miracle Network. All of the proceeds will stay here local in Indianapolis and go to Riley Hospital, Riley Children's Hospital. I wanted to, like I said a couple episodes ago, we're just going to give a quick update on where we stand. Right now, we are still actively looking for participants. We are trying to get together, well... We are loosely getting together a group list of games. It is very loose at this point, and a lot of it's changing yeah. daily. We have more games than we have hours to play them in. Yes, so we do. The schedule is loose. The games are loose, but the date and the, the date charity and-, and the deeds are all concrete. So. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> date is March or March? No. <laughs> uh, better than March. No. <laughs> no, not March. We're in trouble. May twenty seventh at noon till May twenty eighth at noon. So Saturday to Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. Um, We are currently, basically where we stand right now, like I said, we're still trying to get together the list of games and and like I said, things are going on and on the list and off the list almost daily at this point. But we are actively basically doing all the technical stuff right now. We're making Mm -hmm. sure we have all the wires we need to hook up the cameras. We're going to make sure that we have basically all of the equipment we need. Do we have the, the sound barriers to cover all the various doorways in our house that uh, to block out all the sound from the kitchen? And so, yeah, that's basically where we stand. Um, 
we're going to be doing what next weekend our technical advisors <laughs> justin and jacob are coming over mm -hmm. and we're going to do basically a test fit i think all we're going to test equipment. live we want to do a test a live test yes so if you go on youtube and see it come up don't watch it yeah, yeah. Don't, don't watch it <laughs> Or better yet, do watch it and, and interact with us so we can make sure that that works, that the messaging yeah, works and how we're going to pull that off. Because I really, that's not something I want to learn day of. No. Unfortunately, I don't know when this will be, but I think we Sometime have this to weekend, isn't it? next weekend. Next weekend. Sometime next weekend. Oh, it is the weekend, isn't it? It is the weekend, yes. Next weekend. <laughs> so, but watch the YouTube channel. We'll probably put some notes out on there. And of course, watch the Facebook page. Uh, we'll definitely put notes up there as to, and the discord channel, we have a new discord channel. So watch that too. We'll, we'll post it everywhere. Let's put it that way. There is a channel in the discord, in our discord for extra life, for extra life. That Good deal. We're posting a lot of the updates on. Good. Good deal. So come and join. Yes, absolutely. All right. That's all the news I had. Anybody else have news before we get started? Okay. No. Guess not. No. <laughs> Justin is all you now. <clears throat> So today's episode is all about spring and spring's been here for about three weeks or so now. Really? Here in really? Indiana, we've gone from freezing temps to a couple of days in the 60s to some snow flurries and so much rain. Oh my God, mm. you are not kidding. My poor backyard looks like a swamp. Yes. Yeah. So far, I've seen a few dandelions and one very amorous honeybee. <laughs> there's only a handful of like perfect spring days before summer hits so at least we have board games to illustrate what a beautiful idyllic spring should be like and what that kind of represents for each of us and with that being said greg is going to start us off today yes i am okay i have to explain mine <laughs> Because I mean, okay, spring, you're thinking, like you said, flowers are growing, the bees are out, and nice weather, and I'm doing a game about deck building. And like I mean literally building deck building. a deck. Why am I doing this? Because this is the industry I'm in, well, part of the industry I'm in, and in the spring, everybody wants their deck built right now. So when I heard spring theme, first thing I thought of is building a deck. So... <laughs> This is Deck Building, the Deck Building Game. It's from Dice Hate Me Games. Christopher Badell, or Battle, was the uh, designer. Uh, artist Christopher Kirkman and Abbott, Ab Ab Abin. Adam Rebotaro. I'm sorry, I probably <laughs> butchered that. It's a two-player game, ages three and up, from 2015. Ages three and up? ages 13, 13 and up. up well you know it's <laughs> a really wow. it, we're doing a lego thing it is uh, a very uh, simplistic but so the mechanics in the game can anyone guess you're building a deck, deck build deck building yes it's actually more of a uh tableau builder tableau building yeah it really so is. here's the overview from bgg and this is actually pieced together from other sites but most of it's from bgg so Deck building, the deck building game combines the thrill of building your deck with the excitement of building your deck. This is a 10 to 20 minute game, 10 to 20 minute deck building game for two deck builders. 
So if that excites you so much, you have to go out and get it. Greater than games actually still has has it in stock really? at nine ninety five. I'm shocked it's by the steal, fact yep. it's still there. This one we found at Gen Con and Justin and oh Katie were gosh. making fun of it until we, they realized I was already at the counter to buy the game. It was, yeah, we were going to buy it as a, as a gag gift for a stocking stuffer. And mm -hmm. we turned around and he was gone. Okay. And so, he comes back around with it already in his hand. So I'm like, okay. Let me tell you how the game is played. So each player starts with two pine planks and one rotten plank. On your turn, you have two actions. You can take the same action twice. Actions consist of purchase. Move a card from one of the two purchase piles in the middle of the table to your discard pile, providing that you can pay the screw cost from the screws in your hand. Each card has, on the back of it shows a number of screws. Also on the front side, the plank side, up in the corner, it shows how many screws is in your deck. The next one is build. Put a card from your hand to either your, you or your opponent's build area. Mm -hmm. Wood side up. Note you may build on top of unstained cards. So if Katie has this deck going over and she's got this nice mahogany deck go, going, it's going to be worth a bunch of points. I can actually take a rotten plank and put it on her deck and ruin it on one of those pieces. And then I have to fix it before yeah. I can stain it. Yes. I never knew carpentry was such yeah. a cutthroat kind of <laughs> right? You're playing Jesus. the weather too, okay? So the last the last action you can take is stain. Put a stain token on one, two, or four built cards, making those cards unalternable. You can't ruin them you anymore. Can't rot yeah, them. So you can't rot, rot them out and, right. and downgrade them and everything. So uh, then at the end of your turn, discard the remaining cards in your hand and draw a new hand of three cards. Shuffle the discard pile into your draw deck if necessary. The game ends at the end of the round that one of the two following conditions occur. One of the player has no cards in their hand, draw deck, or discard pile, or one purchase pile in the middle of the table is empty. Scoring. Pine Plank score cards are worth two points per screw on the card times the amount of connected cards, which means if I have like three pine planks in a row, they have two points, so it's two times six. Each card is going to be worth six points. Uh, same thing with uh, the the other one, the even the rotten ones score because they have one screw screw yeah. in the deck or on the card, um, or the 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 mahogany ones, I guess is what it's called. They have three screws in it, so they're going to be three times whatever. So that's why. When she, like, if Katie has a run of three of those mahogany cards and I put a rotten one in the middle of it, now it's only going to be, like, three times one for that section and three times one for that section. and Not three mm, times four. Instead of, yeah. Mm, okay. So it's ruining your scoring. So now. then there's also the rails that you can also put out. And normal rails are worth two points, scored the same way for however many you have in a row. Uh, there are ornate rails that are worth three points. Scored the same thing. There's also stairs. Stairs can count as either type of railing. Mm, so if you've got okay. like four of the normal railings with a set of stairs there, so now you have five in a row. Same way with the ornate. The person with the most points wins. In case of a tie, the person who can build the best real deck wins. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so I made that last part. I, was say, I don't remember that from the rules. <laughs> okay, I, I I made that up. There is no tiebreaker in the game because the scoring is so broad. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, well, this is one of those. It's just a little bitty. I mean, it's, it's a gimmick a, game. It's a deck uh-huh. of cards. So we've it's taken this to a lot of different places, and it's it plays. It's got a fairly small footprint. Yeah, um, it's not huge. You by the end of the game, you might. And these are just little square cards. They're not full. You probably size have cards. maybe a six by six. You might maybe have a, a ten by not even six that much. Maybe a six by four, six maybe. by five, seven. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a huge area. Okay. Um, so it's a very small footprint. Yep. But yeah, we've taken this to competitions and and to the airport, the, things like that. I like and it because I built that. It's a cute along gimmick. with everything else. And it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fun little game. So, so that is my theme. My theme. You're, you're that sp- is my spring themed game. All deck about building, building the deck building game. Now, if I can just get us to work on the real deck we've been trying to build for ten years. Okay. <laughs> In this game, it doesn't cost you money; it only costs you screws. That's In true. In the real life, it's going to cost you a lot of money lot to of get money. the deck you want. That's true. Yep. True that. Yeah. Too bad. So. Uh, okay. Alrighty. <laughs> so, my spring themed game is Meadow, which mm-hmm. is a 2021 game. It's got a BGG rating of 7.8, one to four players, playing time of 60 to 90 minutes, which seems pretty accurate. Age is 10 and up. We've got a 10-year-old. She plays it. We're calling that good. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, designer, uh, Clemens Kalicki, and artist is Carolina Kijak, published by Red by Rebel Studios. Mechanisms include hand management, layering, open drafting, set collection, among others. Um, Meadow is a card collection game, and it's a nature-themed game. If that's not your cuppa, all the pretty art in the world is not going to make a difference. During the game, you get to pick cards from a display of 16 cards uh, and place them in order to create your meadow and the surrounding area. Uh, You can also choose to take some special actions to further deepen your strategy and win points by completing particular goals. At the end of the game, everyone counts the points in their collection and the player with the most points wins. This sounds pretty bland and blah, but here's the thing. During your turn, you're placing a path token in one of the notches on either the main or the campfire board. The main board means that you're probably going to be taking a particular card from a particular row um, row or column um, uh, the top uh, there's a top and bottom action on each of these little path pointer cards uh, the top one like I said you it'll allow you to take the corresponding card in the chosen row or column of the main board and play a card in your play area to play a card you have to have satisfied all the prerequisites for it in your tableau meaning that you can play ground cards without any problems whatsoever. However, to play insects or plants, they may have a particular ground cover they prefer, and to play larger animals, they need to have food. You know, basically Mm -hmm. your previous insects and or plants. Um, um, Basically, your prerequisites go a little bit higher with each larger creature you have you've also got you know houses and decorations that will appear uh, house decorations and stuff like trellises like gazebos stuff like that that also Mm -hmm. come out but those also have prerequisites that you have to uh follow 
There are also special actions you can perform by placing your token on the campfire board and performing the bottom action on the path token. Um, most of those bottom actions may be like, for instance, taking any particular card out of the uh, out of uh, the ta- or the uh, player area, or playing a playing a single card that um, playing a single card without necessarily taking a card from the the tableau area. Um, stuff along those lines. Um, after placed players have placed all their tokens, the round ends. The player who has collected the most points after six, seven, or eight rounds, which that's one of the things that I like about this, is based on the number of players, that's the number of rounds you've got. So a two-player game you know, may not take quite as long as a four-player game, but for the most part, each player is still going to be taking about the same amount of time for their turn. Mm-hmm. Um, midway through the game, a new set of cards is also um, placed. You've got north, south, east, and west cards. And I want to say you start with the South, East, and West cards, and then as uh, at the midway point of the game, you take out the South cards, you put in the North cards, which are a little bit more. They're animals that are they're animals and um, um, things that you would see that require a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, prerequisites that you will already have out. So, um, it's it, it's a very it's a fun and a very kind of zen sort of game it's not mm-hmm. um there's not any cutthroat nature to it really except for you know potentially if you're looking at a particular card and somebody takes it which that's going to happen in almost any game um, yeah. that you're playing with other people uh mm-hmm. the pros there are over 200 cards and there is no art repeated. And these are not just like stock photos or camera. This is actually hand painted art and it really looks very pretty. It gorgeous. It's very Zen. It's very welcoming. Um, I feel like the rules are not so difficult that once you've gotten a couple rounds in, I feel like everybody knows what's going on. So you could almost bring this out to people who just have, very little game experience and they can still pick it up pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It's not an overly meaty game. There is some difficult choices, but I don't feel like we have a whole lot of AP uh, when it comes to this game as well. And it looks pretty. <laughs> uh, the cons, there's no blood in this game whatsoever. <laughs> it kind of dulls your brain with its cuteness, but above mm-hmm. and beyond that, I don't see a whole lot of cons to it whatsoever. So no, your mileage may vary. I think yep. it's a great game. I actually like this game quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. We got to play this the first time what, a couple years ago at Dice Tower Retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we bought it. It's still in shrink, is but it? we no, bought I it. We played it by no, now. we have not played it. Our copy well, we've is also, still not played. Well, we, no, Sorry. I think it's open. Okay. The one that's still in shrink, we just picked up the expansion for it. Uh, yeah, there's an ex- there's an expansion. It's got an otter. There's no way in hell that we're going to get away from not picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Right, no, and, and what it looks like is, yeah, it looks like it adds a stream to the yeah. campfire. Board. It adds a whole mm. new mechanism to so the campfire. So there's a whole other board that you got to put out there now. Yeah. So it's starting to become a table hog. So kind of like the whole Everdell field. It, it was a it was a table hog at the beginning, and then they added the expansions, and now it's even more of a table hog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the the um, the drafting mechanism I like. 
because because yeah. we like quadropolis if yeah you've ever played it's got the same it has drafting the same mechanism, drafting mechanism mm-hmm. where you go oh, to one cool. row and you take yeah. it and then it's blocked from anybody else from taking it yeah, yeah. do you know other game does that cat lady Yes. yes, it does. It does. And probably Dog Although Lover. Cat, probably, yeah. Cat Lady takes the whole row. Whereas yeah. this oh, one, yeah, you're that's just true. counting This one, in. you're just taking. You're counting in. And yeah. you can do it. You can, like, place it anywhere. So, like, you're like, okay, so yes. I need to get my my remaining path is three. Mm-hmm. So I can, where can take I the go? third one. Where can I go yeah. where it's still mm-hmm. open? But then I also like that if that card doesn't suit you, You've got the bottom side where you can go, okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and put this over on the campfire yes. side because right. you yes. took my card. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what Quadropolis doesn't have that option. Yeah, so Quadropolis that don't have nice. that. It added that complexity. So, yeah, no, so that's a great here. game. So, that's my game. That is that is Meadow, my spring theme game. Right. Perfect. All right, well, my spring theme game is Honey Buzz. Uh, this is was published in... 2020 by Elf Creek Games, designed by Paul Solomon and art by Anne Hydesilk. Hydesilk. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Hydesilk. I don't know. German. It looks like Hydesilk. 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 Sorry, Anne. All right, so this one plays one to four players, um, roughly 45 to 90 minutes. I think that's about accurate. Yeah. Ages 10 and up. Haven't tried it with a 10-year-old. I can't figure it out myself, apparently, because I haven't won this one yet. <laughs> so I don't know how it would play with younger. So, um, all right, so with this one um, from BGG, this is, again, the description from BGG and from the publisher, uh, the bees have discovered economics. Hmm. The queen believes that if they sell honey to the bears, the badgers, and the woodland creatures, they will find peace and prosperity. Spring has arrived and it's time to build the hive, find nectar, make honey, and for the first time ever, set up shop. So, right? (laughs) The bees are sentient. We're doomed. Right, we are doomed. (laughs) Right. All right, so Honey Buzz is a worker bee placement game where players expand the personal beehive by drafting various honeycomb tiles that grant actions that are triggered throughout the game. Each tile represents a different action, and I'll kind of go over those in a minute. Whenever a tile is laid so that it completes a certain pattern, a ring of actions is triggered um, in whatever order the player chooses. The tile drafted that on that turn, sorry, The tile drafted on turn one could be triggered up to three times at any point during the game. It all depends on just how you place out your, your, and I hate this word, your beeples. Oh, Um, God. Oh. (laughs) Mark's Mark's like, I'm out. Beeples. That's I mean, if you didn't kill me already with, let the bees sell to the bears and the badgers, you've definitely killed me with beeples. Mark, we're we're changing the name. We're going to be called the Beeple Society now. The Beeple Society. We're all busy little bees. (laughs) This planet is doomed. (laughs) I did not make up that word. I am literally reading from... I, I get you. I get you. <laughs> Cute. Okay. You're just grumpy. Uh, grumpy Mark. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, as you continually expand your hive, you'll forge for nectar and pollen, make honey, sell different varieties at the bear market, um, host honey tastings, and attend to the queen and her court. There's only 
there's only so much nectar to go around and finding it won't be easy. Players will have to scout out nectar fields and pay attention to other players' searches to try to deduce the location of the nectar they need for themselves. That was what BGG said. Mm -hmm. So now, how this works out. This is a worker placement, action retrieval, pattern building, tile placement game. That's your basic, uh, your basic mechanics. So everybody starts out the game with one, and I'm going to say it just to irritate Mark, one beeple with one worker. (laughs) Um, You start out the game with one worker, four honeycombs, and a little bit of money. Now, everybody sets up their honeycombs exactly the same. So everybody is starting on an even player, player field. Um, whoever's first decides how they're going to put out their, their honeycombs and then everybody else copies that pattern. Uh, the game itself comes with two separate boards. You have your hive board and your woodland board. The hive board is slightly different based on your player count. Uh, there are six actions on it and on one of the actions is two of the actions are combined into one location on the two-player board, whereas for three or four players, they're separate locations. And that comes into play when you're putting your workers down. The woodland board is also double-sided. One for basic play that they recommend for your first couple of games, and then one for more of an advanced variant where you're actually hunting for the nectar. You're not just moving to get the nectar. You actually have to hunt for it. on a player turn, you you have a few choices on your turn. You can either A, take a tile and place it to expand your hive out and then take any hive actions if you've completed one of the honeycombs. What that means, so all of the tiles are basically two hexagonal tiles that are kind of put together. So you've got mm-hmm. a, um, a double hexagonal tile. When you put them out, you are trying to place out your hives in or your, your honeycombs in such a way that you complete one circle in the middle so that you have one open hexagonal spot in the middle of three or four others, depending on how you put them down. On the edges of all of your double hexagonal tiles are different colors. And all of the tiles are colored exactly the same. You've got a dark orange on the middle V section and a light or light yellowish color on the outer edges. And then the, the extra pieces are where you're actually supposed to connect. So when you've made that inner hexagonal tile area, you've got a pattern of either dark orange or the light yellow. And that is depending on how those are put together will determine what type of nectar you can find there, what type of honey can be made Mm -hmm. in that spot. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to look for your, your nectar tiles. Searching for honey is a separate action, but that is one of the tile actions you can do when you complete a hive, um, when you complete a honeycomb, I'm sorry. The second option you do, and I'm going to come back to that action. The second option you can do is recall your workers and scout for nectar. And this is what we forgot in our last game. You can recall all your workers. So you pick up all the workers you have on your board and you can scout. How you do that depends on the the side of the board you're on. On the easy side, all of the nectar tiles are laid out all face up. You can see exactly what's there and where you need to go. So, To scout, you can move one spot, but you can't claim the tile if you're just scouting, but you can move there to basically 
hold the place so nobody else can take it from you because nobody else can land where you're at. On the flip side of the board, the tiles are flipped over so you can't see what they are. Um, and you can literally just go out and you pick one up and look at it. It's a memory aspect now because you've got to put it back down. Mm. But you know what's Excellent. there now for when you need to go find it. Mm. So that was what we That's forgot what to we do forgot. in our last game. See, I could have won. <laughs> no, my memory sucks, so I wouldn't have won. That wouldn't have helped me any. All right, so back to the honeycomb board for a second. So when you're gaining honeycombs, you have six spots you can choose from. Each of them costs you a minimum of one worker. Now, as you're gaining new workers, so for instance, Greg goes to one spot and takes one of the honeycombs and maybe I want that same honeycomb. He put down one worker. I now have to put down two. Mm -hmm. If he wants to go back to that spot, he now has to put down three. If he wants a <clears> third <throat> tile of that action, he has to put down four now. So it gets exponentially more expensive to pick up tiles until your bees are collected. So mm -hmm. now if I go and pick up all my bees, but he was still the last one to go there with four and I wanted to go there now, I have to put down five because he just put down four. So it's, you have to put down one more than the last number put there mm -hmm. unless it's empty. Mm -hmm. So now once he collects all of his and I've collected all mine and that spot is now empty, we start over again with one. So there's six different options for honeycombs to pick up. You've got, you can go to pick up one that will eventually give you new workers. Workers are important. You only start with one. You can grab one that gives you five coins when it's activated. You can do a forage one. This allows you to go out and actually search for that nectar. So now you can physically move to a location and take that nectar tile. If you're on the easy side, if you're on the beginning side of the board, you can move to the tile you need, grab it, put it on your board. If you're on the flip side, the advanced side, now you can look and if that tile matches one of your open honeycombs on your board, you can place it. If it doesn't, you better remember what it is. You might need it later. You have to put it back, but you're the only person who knows what it is. Uh, then there's the produce. Produce allows you to add honey. I don't want to call them tokens. They're, They're little rubber pieces, kind of yeah. like the berries in Everdell. Um, they're that rubbery. They're gorgeous. Resin? Um, re they're not even not resin. Even resin. Resin's yeah. hard. Um, sure. They're rubber, but they're little silicone? rubber. Yeah. Oh. Yes. There you go. They're yeah, little. Kinda. They're kind of like silicone pieces, but little rubber silicone colored pieces. You take those and put them to match on specific and you can only activate up to three at a time. Mm -hmm. um, but you put those on top of the nectar tiles that you've collected so far. And those stay there. They are, you can later sell them to the market. You can mm -hmm. use them to, to do actions. And that's the next action you can do is selling to the market. At which point you either can sell as many of one type as you want, or you can complete an order card. So, and the order cards may want, oh gosh, I don't know, three cherry blossoms and a wildflower honey. So you can pull those off your board and sell them and ultimately get more points later on. So, and then there's the decree card. The decree cards cost you $5 to pick up. However, it allows you to duplicate any action 
you have. So it doesn't even have to be in that specific ring. It can be anywhere on your board. So if I want more workers, I can use that decree card to get a new worker. I can use that decree card to activate um, my honeycombs to get more honey, whatever I want to do with it. So those are, are very valuable because they're wild cards. Mm -hmm. um, four different types of honey. So you're, you're collecting all four of them throughout the game. Um, and then there are little nectar pieces too. So if you can't get honey, you can always pick up the nectar in, the, in its place. So very interesting game. Like I said, it's all about building your honeycomb and then mm. being able to activate it just right. So you activate them. When you complete the circle, you activate every icon on that circle. So you might get a new bee and be able to do the fan action, which is to, um, oh my gosh, I forgot what the fan action is. That is the producing. So I might be able to grab a bee. I may be able to produce on that action. I, maybe I have a second one where I can get a new worker. So you activate everything on that circle, but then that circle's done. Mm -hmm. Now it's possible because of the way honeycombs are built that some of those will activate again. Technically, every one of them will activate three times during the game. So I don't know, very interesting game. I have not mm -hmm. obviously figured that well enough to win it yet. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting your beeples out. You could not wait to say that word, could you? Beeples. <laughs> it's the Beeple Society. Buzz <laughs> Humanity is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is my spring themed game, Honey Buzz. My spring themed game. Does it have beeples? You be quiet. <laughs> He's going to be hearing the word beeples in his sleep tonight. It's only because I'm going to be whispering it into his ear. <laughs> right? I need to find a notification sound that says beeple. Sleep paralysis demon does me. Okay, so my spring-themed game is Verdant. It's produced by Flat Out Games in 2022. It's designed by Molly Johnson, Robert Melvin, Aaron Mesburn, Kevin Russ, and Sean Stankwich. It was illustrated by the prolific Beth Sobel. Yep. Mm. It has a BGG rating of 7.5 for ages 10 and up, one to five players. Takes about 30 to 45 minutes to play. Its mechanisms include grid coverage, open drafting, pattern building, set collection, tile placement, and variable setup. Verdant is one of those puzzly spatial card games where you draft cards to create your own tableau. The theme is to collect and care for plants by making certain that their sunlight needs are met. There are two different card types that go into your tableau, plants and rooms. There are five different plant types and they are denoted by colors and icons. Each plant is going to need either full sun, partial sun, no sun, or a combination. The room cards offer different sunlight options on each of their four sides. So while you're creating your tableau, You'll want to match up your plants not only by their sun needs, but also by color. Tableaus are a five by three grid, creating a staggered pattern. Rooms must have plants in between them and plants must have rooms in between them. 
Rooms may hold one item like a pet or a chair, and these small tiles are also color and type coded to increase potential end game points. There are also goal cards that can change up how someone might prioritize during the game for additional points. The art is beautiful, and there's this delightful feeling of accomplishment because these are houseplants that I can't kill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's relaxing and engaging and doesn't take terribly long time to play. It's a cozy little game all about plants. Doesn't that sound nice? Mm. And it normally is nice. Unless uh -oh. every card that you could possibly need to not completely set your entire tableau up to fail is consistently chosen by your husband. <laughs> I was wondering why Mark was like, got a big grin on his face looking away. I thought I heard a big old butt coming. <laughs> See, the last time we played this game, I ended up swearing at Mark and calling him a name that I can't repeat. Mm. So, and we've done some playthroughs on this channel, so I think shows that for the most part, I am pretty laid back and even-handed when playing a game, mm -hmm. playing games, especially compared to our, our male counterparts. But, <laughs> right? but I hear blame, Mark. It's but always blame it, with her. There's no way that you should be able to hate draft in this game. And it really was just the fact that the cards, I, I did a I did a terrible job shuffling the cards. A certain room color, a certain this, certain that that I needed was not coming out, mm. which means it also wasn't coming out for him. Mm-hmm. But holy cow, it was funny because, you know, Verdant is such a, a pleasant, pretty game. It but no, it, it did mm -hmm. bring out, it. I needed Jesus. It was yeah. bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on, our, on our top five, Katie, you brought, you brought up Calico. And mm -hmm. Calico is done by the same group. And I know you guys like mm -hmm. Cascadia as well. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Verdant is almost entry level compared to those is compared, mm -hmm. it has some mechanisms that I've, I've seen compared to cascadia yes yes um except for instead of fuzzy things it has house plants which could be fuzzy i guess at least ours have been That's... so it, it's got a it's got a really cool bag draw um okay where basically you have a line of drafted cards all right uh out on uh, there's a line of i think four drafted cards four plants, four rooms. All right. If you decide I'm taking this one uh, in between those, you have four tiles, little token tiles uh, that may either be um, some of the things like the chairs, the pets, you know, that mm -hmm. have like a room background, or they may be things like fertilizer, uh, shovel. I forget what the other one is. Watering can that will that will affect uh, the amount of burdency mm -hmm. that each plant can get. When the so, plants like tap out, when they like level out on burdency, they get these little pot tokens that you, you put over you, them, and those uh, them. add to the in-game scoring too. Okay. So, so basically, the idea is when you sit there and you decide I'm going to draft this one, then the opposite card in that line it, you not only draft the card but you draft the tile that's adjacent to it okay so once you do that you put uh is it a verdancy token or a green thumb you put a green thumb 
on the opposite side to you know sweeten the pot for the next person who wants to hmm. to get it and then you'll bag draw another tile to put out there and pull another card from whichever and pull one another you card. took yeah and the green thumbs you can cash them in for verdancy mm-hmm. and or you can clear cards from the from the pot that the pot, are not yeah. doing any good for you it allows you to change your uh change your usual actions slightly mm-hmm. you know but interesting it's it's i i like it mm-hmm. it is a very nice pretty easy game if I'm not playing, apparently it's a very laid back, you know, Zen sort of game. I like Zen games because there's enough stress around the house. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm I'm not saying that playing Verdant made me verbally abuse my spouse, but I've also made it over four decades, refusing to take full responsibility for any of my actions. So I can make that <laughs> take that however we wish. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> beautiful i definitely recommend it it's an easy game to learn mm-hmm. verdant is my just shuffle shuffle better that's what shuffle, shuffle better, better. <laughs> shuffle better. <laughs> yeah this one was somebody brought this up as an option for the extra life marathon and i didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it mm-hmm. and we're finding that card games per se don't always film well no, they because, probably reflect. Uh, yeah, they well, the, they reflect, and mm-hmm. they you can't see the details from the. Yeah, especially if you've so, got like the linen finish, that yeah. probably reflects a lot. So I'm not sure how that will work. So I think card games are going to be fairly down the list. But anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. That's all good. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, that's a that's one I've wanted to try, um, mm-hmm. and we just have never. Yeah, because we like Calico, we like Cascadia, yeah. and this mm-hmm. is the next one in line of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. Absolutely. It's right. it's it's being brought to the cabin someday. Okay. <laughs> so we just have to figure out where this cabin is at. Yeah, there you go. Gonna have to make sure it's a big cabin, apparently. Yeah. Alrighty. And with that, we bring to a close another meeting of the Meeple Society. Thank you to Guardian Studios for giving us this forum to talk shop. And especially thank you to each and every one of you who keeps our ball rolling, especially you, the listeners. We love hearing from you. Keep up your valuable feedback and like and subscribe to us on all of our social media platforms. Remember that every time you give us a like, Mark is forced to play one more game that doesn't involve weaponry, but not a single one that involves beeples. (laughs) Find us all... Find us on all of our social media networks, or, yeah, you know, find us all on social media, whatever. Yep, uh, through our new hub at Linktree, that's HTTPS, Linktree, slash The Meeple Society. You can relive past podcasts, get merchandise, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, watch our videos on YouTube and TikTok, and find our BGG Guild, all of it from right there. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E, slash The Meeple Society. Also, we have a new Discord server up, so meet us there for all the threads, contests, hit us up with suggestions, and join in the general conversation with board games. Or contact us directly by emailing us at meeplesociety at mail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you all at the next meeting. And finally, we turn indoors, becoming household... So close! Yep. And she knew it too. I seen her fumbling the whole way through. Oh my gosh. Okay.